There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Beautiful outside. Just went outside again. Absolutely perfect morning. Once again, paradise awaits you. All you have to do is step outside your door and take in this glorious outdoors that we call our home. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, and uh, it was a perfect day for a parade here today. We should have set one up. Evidently, it's not too hard. Just get three double-decker buses, and <laughs> you don't even need to close the street if you're the Chicago sky. I'm getting probably 20, 25 emails so far. This, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Because they know my hatred for the WNBA just is massive. And uh, they're per- uh, Brett, roll it. We've All got right, the tape. The parade for the WNBA champions. You haven't seen it yet, Brady? you got to see it. I this. haven't. This is the uh, – look at the – the fair or there. And I love the, the title fair. of it. WNBA champs of Chicago Sky are greeted by tens of fans during their <laughs> yeah. victory parade. They're driving down the streets. Listen Woo! to the cheering. I think they just passed a bus stop with about 13 people waiting to... Not no shooting. There's, look at the... Yeah. There's another Chicago shooting. <laughs> You're cheering. It's only the buses. Yeah, that's it. The only thing on the street are the buses filled with the WNBA players. Cheering for themselves. <laughs> and I'm sure the people on the yeah. side are just like, Christ, i got to cross the street. Hurry up. Hurry up. How many buses did they get? <laughs> Jesus, you needed one. You could have gotten the city Everyone? transit. You could have gone on the C- you could have gone on the CTA and driven around with the Chicago sky just waving out the window and just... Yeah. Did they throw the put plaque them on the L. from one bus to the other? Oh, like the, Tom Brady the, the throwing championship the, thing? Yeah, the yeah. plaque. Yeah, is it a plaque? Thing? I, I don't, I don't know what they get. I don't know if it's a. I think that I think it's paper certificates, participation. You get them over at the Party City or at Staples. <laughs> so this is to the champion. Congratulations, player four, Chicago Sky. Number fourteen. Congratulations. <laughs> Can't name one of them, but they did a parade in the uh, third largest city in the United States. And there was like 30 people And there. there was nobody there. And don't they know, like, don't they recognize, do they not have little team meetings going, hey, guys, the parade, nobody's coming. Isn't there anybody that tell? am I the only one that says the truth about the WNBA? Like, I would sit in that PR thing and go, don't rent the buses. You're going to be embarrassed. There's, <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be what you want it to be. Just because when the Bulls won championships, and, 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 and I don't mean to hurt your feelings, I didn't call you Bulls. 
<laughs> but when the real Bulls won the championship and they drove the streets of Chicago and people – you think that people see you the same way. They don't. They don't. They don't see girl championship for the WNBA as anything. There's zero interest. So let's let's not embarrass ourselves. But nobody says that to them. It's almost like somebody like me is on the inside – Trying to make them look foolish, and they're walking. They're they're falling right for it. Hey, all right, we rented uh, f- how many? T- we got fourteen players on the team. Each of you gets a bus. Put your family on the bus. We're going to drive around Chicago. Swarms of people. Trust me, tons of people will be out there. We're closing the roads, and then they drive around, and they have to sit and think to themselves, "This is embarrassing." There's nobody here. That we just drove past a bus stop with thirteen people, and they waved, and that's it. They're people not looking outside of their office. Ah, there must be some protesters or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And they're mad. And Chicago sirens, like that's constant because of the gunplay. Uh, they have to be mad that when the Cubs won a championship, there were like two and a half million people. They didn't know what to do because the streets from Wrigley Field all the way down to Grant Park were just a sea of humanity. They had to close every. Nobody cared. People took days off. The Suns. Came in second in '93, and there were like 300,000 people downtown. They think they're on the same plane, and nobody tells them the truth. No one says, "Guys, stop! You're don't waste." And the city should be ashamed. They wasted more money on the Jesse Smollett thing, or on this, than they did the Smollett thing. And they're suing him. They're going to get their money back for that. They should sue this guy. Like, hey, how dare you take city resources from this shooting gallery known as Chicago to drive a bunch of girls up and down a street in buses? All they needed is a couple of cops on a motorcycle. I mean, it's pretty low profile. Three did, buses. Did not need the cops. There was no security necessary. Nobody was rushing the sky. They were in the center of the streets. So and by the way, well, they closed the streets. Yeah. The one or two people that would have rushed the sky, uh, they can handle themselves. I've seen those ladies. <laughs> They're fine. Three double-decker buses. You could have crammed them all in two outbacks and been <laughs> completely fine. <laughs> and they'd have been more the comfortable. Yeah. They'd have been more at home there. Put a couple on top like you're driving around in uh, Bangladesh and <laughs> stick them on top six, of an outfit. Uh, brats, old brats. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Subaru Finch. brats. They got pickup beds. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting in Subaru brats. That's a good move. Brady's right. We could have planned this parade. And by the way, the parade's around the parking lot once. We're not going out onto the streets. We're not going to close roads. We're not even wasting money. Yeah, like take renting. one block. You're not renting pylons. You're not doing any of that. You don't get a block. You don't get out on the roads. You get to drive around the parking lot once. And by the way, Judging from that video, the parking lot would have plenty of room for more people. Oh, yeah. We had as many people for Brady and Toledo's race walk <laughs> in our true. parking lot than, than did the Chicago Sky for their championship parade. Hilarious. Cheering was so much louder. And people have to pretend like it didn't happen that way. Like the news would never say, oh, what a disaster downtown this was. But it was. It's hilarious. They should. I mean, all kidding aside, they should have just did like a Zoom call or something, or like a you know, if you want to tune in, tune in. Here's that's, the code. That's about it. But yeah. they wouldn't risk that because you know, some idiot like me would have been on it, going, "Hey, <laughs> nobody gives a flying f- about your girl sport. Why the assholes always have your shit?" So they just got on the buses and pretended that the bus stops where people are normally standing in Chicago. They didn't even ask people to move their parked cars. That's the best. <laughs> It's hilarious. I mean, you wonder if they're actually embarrassed by that. They, I mean, they, I they, don't they, know they gotta that, be. I don't know that they believe it's yeah. ever their thing. There's something wrong with the way it was promoted. There's something wrong with the way people. It's always the other. They just can't accept that their product stinks. And I've been trying to tell them for almost a quarter century now that their product stinks. And they just won't hear it. And I've been right 
the entire time. So I'm sorry that I, I missed it here, but what were the uh, Mercury parades like? I don't know. Do they have them? Thank Nobody you. knows. Thank you. I think they had one downtown, and it was like a tiny. They? they went around a building. And there were some people down You're there. Looking it up. Yeah, I'm going to see if we can <laughs> find the, Mer- this. the Mercury had a parade. Because we did, yeah, we it was a big deal. Okay. But they only sure? went they only went around the arena, I think, once. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. But somebody right. needs to be honest with them and just tell them, no, look, ladies, enough. Just stop pretending like you do. And don't do everything the NBA does because it's just embarrassing. Because you, you keep saying we're as good, we're as good, and then you do stuff. And clearly it's comparable to the thing you're trying to do. It's like if you're on the dance floor and uh, let's say Usher is dancing and you fancy yourself a pretty good dancer, you're not going to go dance next to Usher. The kid last night at the Suns game. If I'm sitting there thinking I can dance pretty good, and then he's up there, you just let him do it. The good one is the one that you should. You don't go up right after and start doing that. <laughs> there is no video. No. Of if the, Freddie Mercury, Mercury was at a karaoke bar and he's singing, you don't go sign up to be next. You just don't follow the like you, unless you're doing an absolute joke song, right? But even exactly, you have to be self-aware that yeah. you're the joke. The WNBA tries to oh i can follow freddie mercury i've seen this before and then they're like why did anybody show up to my thing why is everybody leaving you're the flat champagne to the thing we like ah they make me giggle just openly giggle constantly uh and then this dude like we can't catch that brian laundry by the way if you're a well they think they have well they caught us he was dead they caught his clothes they got remains Oh, they think they have his bones now? Yeah, that's what I... Oh, I heard clothes. No, his human remains... Oh, they got some of his... And clothes, yeah. yeah. But they didn't say it was him. They're not confirming yet. There are human remains and or in his backpack. No, no, no. Okay, got it. Oh, then that's it. They're underwater. I just saw some clothes that, yeah, that that had surfaced. I didn't know that they had a a person attached. So he may be dead, huh? I was going to say, because they're kicking doors down and they're... Anybody on a bike with... And curiously, his parents let him right to him. Yeah, or the parents knew that yeah, he was. They're in like, the swamp. "Hey, we want to go on this uh, hike. We're pretty sure we can." No kidding. We can tell. You I knew the parents were helping out, and they said that they confirmed that some of the clothes and stuff was his. Yeah, but I didn't see yep, that they, they caught the body. Confirmed that it was well, his backpack. Good. Well, that's a relief for every average Joe, though, because our like thirty eight percent of our audience. What's Dog the bounty hunter do? Thirty eight percent of our audience looks like Brian Laundry. Like oh, it's yeah. there's so many guys who look like Brian Laundry, and, and that poor dude that was sitting in his house the other day, and the door just comes yeah. blasting in because they thought somebody said that Brian Laundry lives next door to me. Somebody ratted him out. It wasn't him. That dude riding his bike on that road. Yeah, TMZ's like we think it's Brian Laundry. So then everybody's running around this guy's backyard looking at just some guy on a bike that you know, unfortunately has been affected by a little bit of uh, male pattern baldness, so he keeps it high and tight, and he looks just like him. There's, there's tons of Brian Laundry looking dudes out there. You know what else somebody pointed out to me, and it was a person of color, so it's not. It was very funny. He goes, "You ever notice there are no like black um, PIs that ever look for your missing people?" And I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Yeah." He said, "Like you got Dog the Bounty Hunter, and you got that uh, America's Most Wanted guy, and he said all these white guys are looking for them." And he goes, it's, he said, "You know why? We'd arrest everybody." And I'm like, "None of us can tell the difference." Like he said. <laughs> He said, we can't – we think you all look exactly the same. Like that Brian Laundry dude, he goes, I got like six of those at my work. He goes, I think you all look like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. There aren't any – like not one super private investigator who's African-American has come on and said, I'm going to find this kid. It's not happening. It's like Because he'd arrest like nine, nine of the wrong people, and he knows better. 
than to go up and start cuffing innocent white people. I mean, in this country, that's just awful. How dare you? So he's like, we're not looking. You get your dog to bounty. You get your white <laughs> investigator. I've never even noticed that. He goes, there's none of us. Nobody. He said, because we would get in trouble more often than not, busting down the wrong door. Somebody we thought looked just like that guy, because it does to me. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a brilliant. I don't even know if there are black private investigators in this mostly white society. Because he, you'd be like, I'm going to catch the wrong dude, and they're just going to shoot me. Can't think of any. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I'm going to be the. Me. I'm going to be the one who gets hurt. Because you can't. What did you do? do you no, have, I, I'm trying to think. Yeah, of trying like, to think there yeah, isn't right now. Do you have a badge? Can you show a badge? As well, you're a PI. Thing? You've got your stuff. But I mean, can you go in and that's go? You mean. look so much like the guy I'm looking for. I'm like, well, that's. <laughs> I think Shaft is the only Actually, one I can yeah, think that's about. What He's fake. Say, and Shaft's badass. not really. Yeah, the only one is Shaft, and he was just a cop. He was a detective, not like a private investigator. Oh no, he went on his. Oh, he went on his. Yeah, I stopped. He got problems. Problems with the company. I stopped watching after AI got up. Yeah, AI got up. That's right. He's the, the man who's keeping that's him That's right. Yeah. Black private John dick. Shaft. He's a legend with all the chicks. <laughs> Just talking about John Shaft. <laughs> who is man? Who risk his neck for brother man? John Shaft. But I Shaft's don't... big problem was that we're looking for a white male, six feet, high, tight, uh, dark hair, and a goatee. He goes, Shaft's first thing, that's all of them. <laughs> that's every one. That's every one of them. I don't see any difference between that and every other white man in the world. Shaft, you're off the case. <laughs> Shaft would arrest all of us. Shaft, you've got a bias. Hold well, up. It's not bias. We're looking for a six foot, 190 pound white bald man with a goatee. That's all of them. <laughs> I can arrest 17 people in the next 12 steps. Look out the window. Uh, there's, there's one. There's a Brian Laundry. <laughs> and when he said it, I was dying. I'm like, that is such an astute observation because it's true. We can't be private investigators in this country. You all look the same to us. All the descriptions would be, we're not looking for you. <laughs> It was an interesting conversation because it is very true. They don't have any. Like, they never turn to one on CNN. I don't know where he is. I think I, I might what be. I know. You, the dude interviewing me, might be Brian Laundry. You look pretty much like Brian Laundry to me. We look all the same. It's very funny. But, yeah, they keep looking like they're going to catch him. I think it feels the same way on the other side, too. What is it? The, the, the white people think all black people look like? See, it's racist yeah. when you say that. Well, no. I was going to say that. I'm one. saying based on history. It's like uh, we got someone with a broken wall. Oh, there's one. Let's arrest oh, him. Oh, you know, yeah. No, we've done that before. And yeah. that, well, they know better. Like, we've been getting away with it. So you can see how they, they would feel yeah. a little bit. The last thing a cop wants to hear, white, black, or otherwise, is that an Asian guy committed a crime. <laughs> it was five feet eight, black hair, bull haircut. <laughs> like, oh, no. He's in a white button-up, sh- short sleeve shirt and khaki pants. I'm like, oh, no. Is he carrying a camera by any chance? <laughs> he's got a camera around his neck. Yeah, that would be the – he's got a camera around his neck. And uh, he's, just, he's, just, he's smiling Track a lot. every car accident today and let's uh... – I think that's him over there by that Chinese restaurant. Wait, no, there's another one. There, there he is. Oh, God damn it. Let's just get out of here. Just go. Goes back to my theory. If you're a minority and you want to commit a crime, dress up as the stereotypical version of it. Although uh, my friend Erica wrecked it. And she goes, yeah, with cameras nowadays, you could actually see it. I'm like, maybe not a murder. But if you dressed up as, you know, you had maracas and a giant sombrero and a poncho and, you know, six or seven kids in tow and green uh, striped burrow, green jeans and a leaf blower. And you went in and just <laughs> stole everything out of the Circle K. The dude explaining you to the police would be. He'd be the racist. Nobody would ever look for you. 
It's actually a brilliant idea. It is brilliant. Yeah. If I was black, I'd dress tattered slave clothes. I'd carry chicken around. <laughs> I'd scream about. I, 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 you I had a bucket of chicken and a bone in my hair, and I'd go in and I'd steal and... everything from a store. And they'd be like, "Yeah, it was a dude came in here with a watermelon and a bucket of chicken. He was in tattered slave clothes. He had an afro <laughs> with a bone in it. Like you asshole, I'm not looking for that." You imagine Brandon Lee running that story on Channel uh, 3. Here's what police are looking for. You'd be like, this is never, ever. Sketch. I've, I've, I've solved, uh, like, I've. it's the perfect crime. It's the perfect crime. So he robbed the bank. Yeah. Yes. He was dressed as buckwheat, carrying a bucket of chicken and a bone in his hair. It's like, you're an asshole. We're not looking for that guy. We're not telling people to look for that. Meanwhile, there's a dude with, like, a booty from Circle K at home just laughing his ass off. Holmberg, thank you. I'm never going to pay for anything again. <laughs> oh, black men just grabbed my breasts at the bus stop. Could you describe him? Well, yes. He was yelling about child support, and he had a bone in his nose. Like, all right, man, you're a racist. That's enough. <laughs> it's just, it's a perfect thing. <laughs> but nobody listens to John, do they? <laughs> I'm just the guy with the ideas. <laughs> Who crap on me? He had a yarmulke. Yeah. And he, yeah. He, 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 KX, and he told me I spend too much wholesale. And then he's, all right, ma'am, that's enough. <laughs> it's true. He grabbed my breasts. All right, all right. Just get her out. She's nuts. And the guy's like, he's in all wool and a big gown. He's saying, Hava Nagila, he just threw a dreidel at my son. And he grabbed my breasts. And gave me a stock tip. <laughs> it was repeat off. Well, ma'am, tell the truth now. Nobody touched your breasts. It's Jesse Smollett. I got the idea from him. He tried no, it. Didn't work. He tried. Well, I know because he was sloppy. He, did, he was yeah. sloppy. You got other people involved. You got to do this all on your own. Jesse tried to make the bad guys the racist. Right. The bad Put guy the has to yeah, hats do it the other and- way around. I could rape Brady right now if I was a person of color. All I'd do is just dress up as the most I he was Puerto Rican. He had a journey he had shirt a on. He had a headdress on. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah. You know, Native Americans, yeah. you show up in the giant hat doing a hoop dance and just yeah. rape Brady rotten. And the second he tries to he tries to describe that to the police, he's like the Indian, he said his name was Chief Humpa Fatty. <laughs> and uh, he did a hoop dance and then he me with his tomahawk. He shoved an arrowhead <laughs> in my butt. Dream <laughs> he gave out dream catchers and then, and then he said he wanted some old English and he drank right in front of him and he smelled like alcohol and he was in a headdress. He smelled like chunk from the Goonies. You <laughs> were. <laughs> smelled like fry bread. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. And he did an chunk insulin shot right in front of him. You were raped by an Indian. You dreamt this. No, it's true. On, on you go, sir. One that's, time. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Officer, I need your help. What is it? I was raped by a Native American. Oh, my God. That's serious. Called himself Chief Nakahoma. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. He's got a big nose. <laughs> Huge nose. He, One feather. It took, it took 45 minutes to get my money when I won at the slot. It's forever. Right when I threw down that piece of trash, he jumped me. He sold me cigarettes for 10 cents. All right, that's enough. You didn't get raped by anybody. Keep moving. I would love it if Brandon Lee would do that on the news. The police are looking for this man. 
the Crime Stoppers where they Gigantic run the commercials. wax lips, bone in his hair. Be like, all right, I'm not looking for that guy. <laughs> you could commit so many crimes. You could do it. And the one crime that everybody's up in arms about. And Brett just showed me this a little bit ago. I just saw and read the story. There's a dude who took a baseball bat up to the Grand Canyon and put a put a deep goodbye, Mister Spalding. Did he put oh, it up yeah. on a tee? Was he hitting? Yeah, it was on a tee. Yeah, okay. He put a tee. He took a baseball bat, a tee, and a baseball. Stood at the edge of the Grand Canyon and uh, and went yard. Dude's got a pretty swing too. He's got yeah, a nice follow Really good. He's got his, his arm tucked, so he's big into the launch angle. So he's a. I, I would assume we're looking for a batting coach for a college. Because the dude's got the modern swing. He's got gray hair, but he's got the modern upswing. He's Red Sox could have used him yesterday. Oof, man. <laughs> so motivated clearly by uh, local superstar Cody Bellinger. He, he went out and put a baseball into the bottom of the, the Grand Canyon. And there's video of him, and people want him arrested. Like, that's it. We can't have this. So they haven't found him yet, right? They have a lead, I guess. Well, yeah, they have a lead. They have a video of the dude doing it. Well, hey, I think they said they might have been in contact with him on one story I read. But and you have six snitches that have been well, we're filming him. Well, I would film that. I'd have, but I wouldn't. He put it on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's he expect? It's a TikTok video, and how great would that feel as a man to to connect? I mean, the worst thing you could do is put that tee in that ball and have the and then flub one, like top it and then just have it trickle down. But he he yarded. He yarded a ball off a tee into the Grand Canyon, which would just look unbelievable if you connect off the meat of the bat and you do put a Jose that ball. Batista bat oh, flip. oh, you bat flip, oh, yeah. you jog around oh, a little yeah. bit. Oh, oh, you yeah. bat flip that right down to the to the bottom of the canyon. <laughs> Watch out for the burrows down yeah, there, but yeah. uh, no problem. Look, if we're mad about this because there's baseballs going into the Grand Canyon. But yeah. if you've ever watched the documentary about the uh, the three or four outfits that haul. Uh, tourists up and down from the bottom to the top and they got those horses in the burrows and they're mixing them and they're not supposed to and they're like half horse half donkey half burrow half whatever those things are and they got all these inbred horses that are not being fed properly and they're dropping dead on the trail and the and the, the guides just shove them off the side have you seen this no they've cleaned it up since but it's very real so these, these tourist people decided they're like they went on one of the excursions and the horse that was packing all their food was like Way underweight, something was really wrong with it. Was sick, and the, and the lady's filming it, and the thing just just drops dead. Oh, and they man. take all the food and supplies off of it, and then two guys just go huh, huh, and just push it off into the Grand Canyon. So, but baseball is a criminal act for this dude doing what every man would love to do. We got to at least throw major. You got to uh, clear that trail, though. I mean, sure, you got to clear the trail, but how about feed the horse before so it doesn't die on it? This guy's a hero to men everywhere, though. Absolutely. I mean, just absolutely. I would, I would actually, if I was in football, I'd like to punt one out in there. That would be kind of oh, neat to watch yeah. a big punt just sail out and then just never stop flying. But putting a baseball into the canyon, what are we worried? We're going to fill it up. It's yeah. not happening. Plus, the people that live at the bottom, it's free baseballs. It's like uh, we kill for those at baseball games. Like foul ball, we try to hurt each other to grab one. You, if you're down there at the whatever that tribe is, that play a little five hundred at the bottom, and all of a sudden you punk. The gods must be crazy, and they drop you a baseball. And you're like, hey, there's no Dick Sporting Goods down there. Those kids just got a treat. <laughs> it's a couple baseballs every few years down at the bottom of the old canyon. It's a good idea. It says uh, National Park Service officials are in contact with the person. They did get him. Yeah, uh, and what are they going to do? Find him or tell him? They haven't said yet. Get but, ticket. Uh, apparently, it happened on the 17th, so it was a couple days ago. The only it's thing out there. that they should do is go go get your ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just make him go get it. Give him water. It's probably Send in the Colorado River. 
I don't know where he hit yeah. it. I don't know what it was, but he might have hit it down into that that group of people that live down there. There's a there's a what there's a there's tribe, tribe to have a super. Is it to have a super? It might be. Yeah, they live at the bottom of the canyon. I did not That's know who that. you hike to. Had no idea. Yeah. Isn't there like a lodge or something down there's there? There's like lodges okay. and there's a village. At the bottom, there's yeah. a lodge. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's a. And if you're low on supplies, the thing here is that you know they determine the price on stuff. Well, sure. Like you need. And then sometimes dead flying donkeys covered in merchandise come scooting down to you. So then you just go, I don't hear anybody complaining about that when the cornflakes trapped to a dead horse come flying off the edge of that thing. Constant German tourists. Once a year, a German falls on them. And, but a baseball, that's a, come on. And it would confuse the hell out of them, too. They'd be down there like, what the hell? Are they playing ball up there? That's a field of dreams like no other. Yeah, there's the. What's that called? Angel something? Phantom Ranch. Phantom Ranch. Phantom Ranch is more – that's not the uh, thriving. Oh, it's not? Okay. That's just where white people hang out. Uh, that's uh, – it is. <laughs> what, is that the country club? Well, kind of. That's where they kind of like stay. And then it's run by natives, but I mean that's kind of the ranch that you go to when you hike to the bottom. And bougie so people. So there's another one? Bougie people go to that. No, there's an actual like thriving Village. civilization down there. I think Brady's right. I think it's the Havasupai, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. So yeah, don't hit baseballs into the Grand Canyon. Evidently, the police have to waste time looking for that. We need to get that guy on the show. You know what? Yeah, we do because yeah. I want to see the video he's got of that. Because yeah. I bet you that is a majestic bomb. I mean, that's every kid's dream. We used to have a key lime tree in my backyard, and I'd pull those key limes off and just wiffle ball them into the canal that was way out. So like we lived, the back of our house was up against a field and then a canal. And I used to just blast those. And it was just an awesome feeling because it was down this giant field. It was empty. Oh, I felt like a god. It's crazy. You'd think that somebody would have done this before now. I'm sure I mean, somebody, somebody has. has. Yeah, I'm sure they, this guy's probably They just it. didn't film Social it. media, yeah. yeah. Well, when I see a dude with a baseball and a tee and a bat, I'm pretty sure I know what he's up to. I'm following that I'm guy. I'm following I'm him. Yeah. Dude, can I hit one? Yeah. How many? You got a bag of those? Because I'll give you 100 bucks if I can take a swing with this thing. Sure. You got a fungo? Let's, <laughs> let's poke a few down in the old Colorado's. Go to Thurnberg, angry about that? Stop to be hitting the balls into the Colorado River. Well, you, you're the one bitch and says there's no water in it in the first place. Shut up. What is it, fish going to swallow a baseball? <laughs> Shut up, Gerda. <laughs> I can't believe you guys are littering the Grand Canyon. No one's going to see the ball. It's cool. Kill. I'm with you on wrappers and bottles and stuff, but for the most part... I'm getting you that T-shirt. Shut up, Gerda. Shut up, Gerda. By the way, <laughs> basically, we could take half this Grand Canyon and make it a landfill, and the rest of it would still be majestic and pretty and stuff, and we could solve a lot of Gerda problems. Nobody's going to some of that Grand Canyon. It's too hard to get to. So we could fill some of it up with garbage. <laughs> what a it's just a huge natural landfill. It is. You just keep the pretty parts open and the visual part, and then you put it way in the back. There's like all these seagulls and weird birds would be out. Look off in the distance to the wild. Like it's the dump part of the Grand Canyon. It needs some of it needs to be filled up. It's excessive. There's too much Grand Canyon. We can make it an okay canyon and still be happy. That's the village down there, huh? No, this is the that's the South Rim. I was oh, okay. Just trying that's to find. Yeah. I'm looking. Oh, I don't know where the canyon is. Massive. It's too big. Yeah, yeah. It's just far too big. Nobody's ever seen it all. You just take some of that stuff over oh, there. That's right. Put garbage. Michael out. Higgins set up and he goes, "It's the tribe that the Brady Bunch partied with." That's and, and, right. <laughs> oh my god! Forgot about that. The Brady's went down there and hung yeah. with them. That's right. <laughs> Forgot about that one. On one of their many adventures. Yeah. <laughs>
That was the one where they got the curse. No, that was no, that was that Hawaii. was, Hawaii. That was Hawaii. the tiki, the, the idol. Vincent Price's yeah. idol, because that white man that lived in a cave, that gay white guy, had a magic <laughs> idol that tried to kill Greg surfing, and I believe Peter with a painting that fell off the hotel wall. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and wasn't wasn't there a big tarantula that mm-hmm. came up? Yeah. Oh yeah. Was it Bobby that almost got killed by the thing, and then the tarantula crawled on while he wore that giant idol? And I don't know who wears a Coke can sized idol to sleep, but leave it to the Bradys to do something stupid like that. And Toledo's doing a little Grand Canyon tour over there yeah. on the screen. That's pretty good. But yeah, if you're going to chase a dude around for a baseball, he hit into the Grand Canyon. We can get over that. Can't we as a society just say, all right, everybody, this is frowned upon. That was pretty neat. You can say that, actually. I think we could go. That was pretty cool. That guy had a good idea. We got to put a stop to it. No more bats. If they're serious about it, then don't, don't let the dude walk around that, with a baseball uh, bat. Why don't you open up one of those Casey at home batting places oh, and make that everyone just open up and make some money. Make some money for the park services right up there. That, uh, tribe that has that glass the glass oh, yeah. yeah you put a little pitching machine out there Absolutely. see if you can take one into the canyon and then just like have a net the down there catch all the, bucks catch all the baseballs and sweep them up at the end of the day nothing hits the canyon that's a great idea you make it kind of a fun park because every man in the world would love to take get top uh, golf out there oh, oh yeah. a couple of decks get a bunch of 50 year old dudes swinging for the hills and then you got baseball shots. I'd pay 10, 20 bucks to just take a swing. Oh, yeah. See if I can put one in the canyon. It's off the reservation. That would be great. Anyway, this guy's a criminal now. But if you're walking around with a baseball bat and a tee, it's the job of the forest rangers to recognize what you're about to do. <laughs> and if they didn't catch him, then he got away with it. It's fine. If OJ can walk free, this guy's just fine. We don't need to talk to him or anything else. Just enjoy the video and tell everybody, Ten years. Tell everybody not to do it. Because, I mean, it was a good idea, and it did make me want to go to the Grand Canyon with a bat and a ball. Oh, yeah. But they're saying don't, so I guess you can't do it. So don't. Uh, And then the other thing, like Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show, and uh, it's pretty great stuff what Aaron Rodgers had to say. He was basically saying uh, he's sick and tired. And Aaron Rodgers is a douchebag, but he nails this one. Because over the weekend when he beat the Bears – uh, he's in, he's kind of in hot water in a weird way. Like fans kind of liked it, but they're they're getting him for when he ran over to the sidelines after he scored a touchdown and screamed, "All my life, I effing own you, I own you." To Bears fans, but he's not lying. The reason why he did it, and they're like, "What a classless piece of garbage!" Then you know, headlines and this uh, the one of the Bears players or former players was like, "I'd love to punch Aaron Rodgers right. in the face for disrespecting this city." And all it stands for, and like it's so disrespectful. And Aaron's like, I lost it because the people in the crowd were screaming horrible things at me, and the lady that I was talking to had just given me the double bird. Yep. And he goes, so it's okay for that to happen, but I'm the disres- I'm disrespecting an entire city when some lady flipping me off can't get a little back. He goes, are we that soft? Is the world that soft that I have to play that? Oh, you're a professional. It's like, well, what are you? Like you're just an asshole, an anonymous gray face. Do you that's believe allowed to he do actually owns the city? Well, he does. Oh, yeah, yeah no. he does. Yeah, Bears fan. Sorry, I'm a Bears fan. Aaron yeah, Rogers he does. Owns he wasn't ass. lying. No. Owns, and I hate to say it. Uh, yeah, and just completely dominating that mm-hmm. rivalry. It's Aaron Rodgers only. And prior to that, Brett Favre owned your ass. Too. Yep. So it's been a long run for the Packers to own them. But, yeah, so he's right. Fans feel like they've got the right to do anything they want, and when the players react, 
it's all over the news. Oh, my God, Aaron Rodgers is a douche. Ever. And I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but this one I agree with. If you're a fan and you want to start mouthing off, like I'm, I'm all for the player going after you. They're, they're just human beings. You, we've made them, you know, these robots. And Aaron Rodgers said it. I own you. What are you flipping me off for? I own your ass. And I always have my whole effing life. And, and he walked away the victor because he does. It's a great sentence. It's a great se- I thought it was a great moment. And, you know, the Bears fans can be mad all they want because the truth hurts. But to have uh, – it was Olin Krutz, I think. The, uh, was he the former center? So. And he's like, I'd punch him right in the face if I saw him. Disrespect this town like that? It's like, you idiots. The city of broad shoulders. Fans get a little mouthy sometimes. Sometimes they, they should be smacked, I think. They feel like they've got some sort of a weird barrier or force field that keeps that the player get, from knocking your You run mouth. your mouth. You get, you're you open, your, yeah, you're you, open you're to You're risking you know, it. Yeah. yeah you're, and it's a, you know, it's a On both high, sides. high adrenaline game. Absolutely. That's right. And the thing is, if Aaron Rodgers went over there and started a mouth. Like, I always think it's funny when visiting teams try to do the Lambo leap. And the fans start beating the tar out of them. They push him back. Yeah, and I'm like, that—that that, you deserve that. You're an idiot. Yeah, I think idiots deserve to be treated like idiots. And if you throw two fingers in the face of Aaron Rodgers right there, and he says something back, he didn't disrespect the city. He just yeah. hated your dumb fat ass. Put your fingers down and look at the scoreboard. His rebuttal to that was a lot softer than the the two fingers at a Absolutely. person. Absolutely. And the stuff that they yell at him. I mean, look at what. I don't like him, but A-Rod, look what A-Rod's dealing with every oh, yeah. night in Boston. Yeah. It's hilarious. It was loud last night. Again? Oh, yeah. Because two nights ago was, they had to cut the broadcast off because F.U. A-Rod was so loud behind the post-game show that they couldn't air it on television. And then it, and then when they're like, please stop cussing, they come back to the next one, and then you just hear, J-Lo, <laughs> what's your favorite Ben Affleck movie, douche? If he decided to go down and smack a guy around, because A-Rod is a big dude. People don't really – he's not like some skinny shortstop. He, remember, he did loads of steroids. The man is not small. And if he went down and started to smack one of those fans around, they'd deserve it, and he'd be the one going, oh, you've got to be bigger than that. Why? Why are they immune to it? Well, they get paid millions of dollars to tolerate that. Not really. That's not really why. I mean, the whole crowd chanting F U A Rod for 20 minutes, sure, you can deal with that. But you start going, J Lo. <laughs> you're like, all right, this is. There's good. always that one Person. guy. Sure. But not in Boston. That's, it's about 20,000. Yep. They're all douchebags in Boston and they all unite. It was funny, but you're like, if he snaps, I don't blame him at all. And then Big Poppy would start talking, we love Poppy. And they're doing their thing and then. The guy who's running the whole thing turns and he goes, man, you own this town, Poppy. And he turns to the crowd yeah, and gets them all riled up. And then you just start hearing, you A-Rod, right back at him. We hate the Yankees. <laughs> like the Yankees aren't even here. <laughs> Hilarious. But yeah, I think these guys should, uh, you know, turn and smack a fan every once in a while. Let them know. Hey, that's enough. Whoa, 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 whoa. you got to be a professional. It's like, you have to be a better Dude, human Barkley. being. Barkley. No, you ran I only off. regret yeah. that we weren't on the second floor. <laughs> That's right. He threw that guy out the window. <laughs> That's it. I'm not a role model. He tossed the dude out a window. He's like, only, the, oh, my only regret was it didn't hurt him more. Yep. I was being a dick. Now, the only problem was Barkley went to go spit on somebody and hit a little girl. But he was spitting on a person who brought a little girl to the game and mouthed off the whole time in front of her. Now, Barkley's the bad guy. I don't think spitting's ever appropriate. You go over and smack somebody in the face, though. I learned that from Italian movies. You get my smack. 
but we as fans, we got this this feeling like we're immune to all that. And then these guys, and then we act just absolutely aghast when they say something. Oh, he's disrespectful, and what a classless individual. All I did was wave my dick in his face and call his mother a whore, and then he had the nerve to say that his team owns mine. Classless, Aaron Rodgers. Does he Why own your don't team? you? Yeah, he does. Take this and shove it straight up you. I own you. Oh, oh. Call TMZ. I told Aaron Rodgers that his mother was a whore, and then he could shove his piece of deal straight into his own gullet and choke on it. And then he told me to shut up or he'd come up. I, I can't live like this. As a fan, that's just classless. He should be more professional. Especially as a big, fat Chicago woman. Because you know the lady wasn't good looking. <laughs> big, broad-shouldered lady throwing two fingers at him. And they were probably covered in ketchup and sausage <laughs> grease. And Aaron Rodgers looked and said, that's enough. Because if she was hot, he'd have probably been like, mm, sassy. Uh, I don't know. He was with Danica. so That's true. His tastes are odd. He does like that Shalane Woodley an awful lot. She makes him have a man bun. Either way, I'm at the game last night, and Suns fans are pretty good. They don't get too mouthy, mainly because Doug Hopkins is the one sitting right behind the Nuggets bench. I don't think he gets too wordy. (laughs) Doug was upset because they kind of reconfigured the seats. I mean, he's like right there behind the bench, but it's now kind of flat. And so you like, have to I can't stand see. up. Yeah, he's like, I can't see over any of the players. <laughs> like they're all. He's like, all I saw was the backs of like Afros and European people, <laughs> like nine foot people sitting in chairs in front of him. He's like, it's kind of hard to see the game. And when anything good happens, that whole bench gets up. We're done. A bunch of guys six eight and taller standing in front of you. It's terrible. But it was pretty fun. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats, Bert? Wake up song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Going to be hitting the slopes eventually. <laughs> gonna be hitting the trails <laughs> now at some point yeah, head on over to action ride shop they got everything you're gonna need if you need the boots the bindings the ski boot the uh snowboards ski of course boot. yeah ski, I know, boot ski boots uh and of course if you need anything for your mountain biking pleasures that's the place to go actionrideshop.com as well as on all the social media platforms and uh considering all of our uh songs from this morning's talk uh leo sarah i feel like dancing make me feel like yeah. make me feel make uh me like foo fighters you should be dancing queen fat bottom girls for that one cheerleader uh bowling for soup i'm gay for you uh yeah. abba dancing queen mm-hmm. and of course we got the slipknot non-point oh yeah nine and uh ice nine kills gojira pearl jam Nero Forte. Gojira has a song named after my ex-wife. Dawn. That's probably what it says, yeah. Probably written Yikes. to it's a serenade. Gojira, the loud nuclear monster, has Yikes. a song called Dawn about the loud nuclear monster. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't care. You pick it, Bert. Leo Sayer. I love the Leo Sayer. <laughs> you make me feel like that's it. I, you know, I mean, if we're going to go with all that, we'll just go with the foo. We'll just play it safe. Okay. All right. You should be dancing. Foo Fighters, you should be dancing. Yeah. For, uh, was it Eric Marino? Is that who we said? I don't know. Said I think that's was? what his name is. We're, we're, yeah, probably true. Who knows? Just know that he's he's eye candy at that Suns game. You can't tear your eyes off him. What a talent. You just recognize talent. When somebody's doing something special like that, you're like, this kid is great at his craft. And he's making these girls look clumsy and off time. Brady, I totally go with your theory on this. Eventually, there's a bunch of chicks that are going to quit because this dude's too good at dancing. And again, leave it to the leave it to men to come in and make the Suns dance team good. 
Because <laughs> they weren't good dancers before. It was actually kind of comical. They just did stripper moves. That's all I liked them for. And now they can't even do stripper moves better than the dude out there. So like now it just looks like art. Like I said before, before that's when you needed to watch that yeah. kind of stuff during those games because they, were, they weren't good. That's what my friend Mark said. He goes, just as a guy, just picking up pom-poms. It's like, does it – like it has to weigh on you for a little – like when do you get used – can you get used to being a man going, where are my pom-poms? Are those <laughs> my pom – I think you have my pom-poms. As a dude, and I don't care how gay you are, that still has to be a thing where you're like, geez. I think the mindset is very similar to – Having the parade like the Chicago Sky did. He just doesn't know. Just, just, yeah. Let's He's do this. unaware. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Chicago Sky is just, they're just forcing their way through doors. This guy's just, just I guess he's just free. He just feels good about what's going on. Because for me, and that's just the truth, if, if, if they're like, okay, this requires you carrying pom poms, oh, uh, I don't think I want to do it. <laughs> You've got to have the pomp. you got to work the pom-poms. I don't think I'm going to do that. I just don't think I'm secure enough in anything. Even with your new uh Could lifestyle? you work pom-poms? No, but I'm not, a, I a, didn't switch. Right, did. but it doesn't even – you don't – like it's a, it's a security with yourself. Like Because if you're super secure, it doesn't matter if you're carrying pom-poms. Or, something about it makes people think I'm gay. <laughs> well, you are. So oh, no, I'm gay. I'm fine with it. I mean, even know. as a gay guy, I'm oh, like, okay. you know, I don't really think. A little too twinky? It's too twinky. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more of a – a butch lesbian. <laughs> the palms. It's just a thing. Ashley, I think you picked up my pom-poms. <laughs> oh, sorry, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks. There's a fight. It took me forever to break these in. And he's good with those pom-poms. He picked those things up, and then that wave he did, I'm like, he's doing it better than all of them. And these girls have been practicing for years. He's never had a chance. This is probably his first palm squad. He wasn't on one in high school. It's crazy. And he's a he's a... Goddamn pipe cleaner out there. That spine of his works different than everybody else's. He's incredible. He made me want to dance. And I hate dancing. I don't know how you do it, Brett, when you do those weddings on weekends. Oh, he dances. No, oh, not to, not for that oh, part. Yeah. Just to watch dancing. I think, again, if I was an alien and you went down and watched a wedding, it would be the craziest. What's happening? They all walk onto this little platform and they start to jiggle around a little. And then they walk off of it and they don't jiggle. But the second they get on that wooden plat, they start to jiggle. Like it, we have a designated area where we can act like idiots for a second. But if you did it by your table, you'd look like a lunatic. If there's a dance floor in a restaurant and no one's using it, and you just got up at your table and went, duh, 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 and you were just dancing next to the table, people be like, "What's wrong with What's wrong with Bob? He's lost it." But if you took two steps over onto that little parquet floor, it's everything's okay. Game on. It's totally yeah. normal. That's your safe zone. It is. It's a weird, mm-hmm. like little. You can do that here. But don't start dancing next to the table or people will think you're an insane person. Sorry, everybody. The music's got me. Just get over on that floor where it's normal. I find it hysterical. Dancing kills me. I think it's one of the biggest wastes of time humans have ever invented. Unless you're Tony Monero. It's awesome. And look what happened to him. Staying alive. That's right. It got out of hand. It did get out of hand. He started dancing too much and then people were like, this is stupid. (laughs) And Tony Monero wasn't going to make it out of the slums of New York without dancing. <laughs> he I'm had sure it, it, man. He had it all. What you doing over here? I got a good dance. If I don't dance, what am I going to do? So paint the rest of my life? You know what? This, I'm dancing. <laughs> and he'd go dance his way out of the slums. <laughs> that's, a, that's not a thing. Yeah. 
far from over, man. It's far from over. <laughs> and then it was just over. <laughs> they should do a follow-up of Tony Monero now in his like, 60s, late 60s. Donna. Oh. I think I got to make one more shot at this. I think I got one last chance. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to senior citizen stance. Like he's at a senior home. It's like, the same car. There's flyers out. Yeah, he's still driving that car. He's got a flyer that says dance contest for seniors tonight. You know what? I haven't done this for a while. It's the Silver Slippers Ballet. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Tony Monero, number seven. Hi, Tony Monero, 68 years old. And I just love dancing. <laughs> and bring them BGs back. It would work. Pathetic. 98. That's it. That's bonkers! You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.